The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Everybody, this is Robin and Nicole. Welcome to another edition of Horror Pop After Midnight. It's been a long time um, since we've been on because of the crazy snowstorm we had here in Ohio, and also, you know, some of the people we knew that had COVID that really prevented us from doing this podcast. Yeah, it was it was really crazy. Um, I'm glad that it, it seems to be over with, and now we're just gonna deal with this. I know I hate the slushy shit and the little slick spots. I just want spring to come. Yeah, I was just happy to get a snow day so I didn't have to go to work. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. I had to go to work anyway. But um, tonight, <laughs> I know, right? Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about remakes. And on some we like and some we really, really, really hate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so, so many. You know, I had so many in the back of my mind, but then, then looking up more, and I was just like, ew. And then, and then seeing and hearing about the other ones that they're they're talking about coming out with, I was like, oh, okay, no. There's some there's some movies from our history that you just do not touch. And I was I was talking to my husband about that, and I mean. One that I said that you definitely just should not touch is like we'd say um, "Gone with the Wind," or or like um, uh, "Wizard of Oz," which you know you and I talked about that. That they're talking about redoing that one also, and I just think there's some things you just should not touch. Another movie they shouldn't touch. It's based off a short story by Stephen King. Just in case people didn't know, um, they're doing a remake of the Running Man of the original that Schwarzenegger did. And um, the guy who's doing a remake is Edgar Wright, and I think they should leave the running man alone. Yeah, because there, it, there, just something you just cannot redo, or you just shouldn't, because it's such a solid movie, and it's such a big part of of our film history that we remember that you you just can't redo. There is no way of redoing it, um, and. And I have an, an awesome story. I know I've, I've talked about it before, but, you know, and, and I said that, you know, it was my favorite favorite encounter at, at our Comic-Con was um, from C. Thomas Howell. Um, he was, in, in 1984, the movie Red Dawn came out, and, you know, they had awesome actors and actresses in there. And you have C. Thomas Howell and Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Charlie Sheen, things like that, and... Um, uh, but they redid it in 2012. And when I went to Comic-Con to, to meet C. Thomas Howell, I was so, so excited to meet him. And I was so starstruck. He was the sweetest, most wonderful man that I've, person even, that I've ever met at, at a con. And I went up to him, and the only thing I could say was, I just want to let you know that, that my 17-year-old loved 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 red dawn and and um i said and he loves the outsiders too and he says that the remake sucked 
and he started laughing. He said, your son said that the remake sucked? I was like, yes. He said it, it, it cannot compare. 2012's Red Dawn could not compare to yours. And um, he grabbed, you know, we paid about $50 to meet and greet and, and get his autograph and picture and stuff. And he, he grabbed one of his pictures, um, the Wolverine picture set on it. And um, and he signed it. He's like, what's your son's name? And he signed it for him, and he put Go Wolverines on it. He's like, you make sure you give him that for me and, and tell him that the remake did suck. And then he, he got together. He's like, you want a picture? And we took a picture together. And he's like, let's give him another one to make him jealous. And he hugged me really, really tight, had his face against mine. And it was just the best experience. We had to sit there and talk to him for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And everybody's standing there in line. And and you you just cannot redo that movie. There's, I mean, the differences alone in it are just crazy. I mean, 2012's new remake, you got Chris Hemsworth, you got Josh Hutchinson, and even Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You, you got these good actors in it. And, and when they do a remake... It was just such crap. I mean, you know, they have to put their own spin on it. They have to do different things to it and and update it a little bit. But, I mean, really, how can you compare? How can you compare to uh, Patrick Swayze and and, uh, Thomas C. Howell? And it it was just, I I don't know about you, but it's one of my favorite movies that I remember um, watching with, with my real father. And it, it has so many memories, and to redo something like that, it, it just didn't turn me on very much. Yeah, um, I didn't watch it. I didn't care for it. I'm like you. I like the original, um, you know, Red Dawn. Plus, another actress besides C. Thomas Howe and Patrick Swayze, you can't forget Jennifer Grey or Leah Thompson. Um, they had, like, a yeah. big role in, in it, too. And it was just so good then. You know, I just refused to see it. I've never seen the new version, and I will never see the new version. Oh, yeah. The, one of the reasons why watching that version is because, you know, that the actors that were up and coming in, in the remake of it, my kids loved them. So, you know, Josh Hutchinson, um, you know, he's, he's really big into my kids' era and things like that. So watching it they never they never seen the original one um so it, it, those kind of remakes you watch with your kids because it's, it's their it's their era but they still they just don't know oh i know and then another one i never watched and i refused to too um, they did a remake to Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Never watched it. I'm just a fan of the Schwarzenegger and Sharon Stone one. I can watch that over and over again and really enjoy it. I refuse to also see the remake of uh, Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Yeah, you know, I never seen the remake of it, so you know, I'm right there with you on that. I'm um, also. Yeah, you got... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's just. It just was one that I, I watched when I was younger that, to me, it was okay, but it's not the genre of movie that movies that I that I really enjoyed, so it's just not one that I watched the remake on. Yeah, I didn't either, um, but there are some remakes that should be remade, not all of them. Um, the one remake, actually, I really enjoyed, I, I'm the big fan of the original, uh, the Emdyville Horror with uh, Margot Kidder and you know, Josh Brolin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, not Josh Brolin. I mean, James Brolin. Josh Brolin's his son. I get those two guys confused. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I like the remake of the Emdyville Horror of Ryan Reynolds. 
And um, mm-hmm. I couldn't picture him doing something like that in a horror film because it's Ryan Reynolds. But actually, he pulled off that character to the T, and it was just scary as hell as the original one. Um, I liked them both. I mean, like I said, that was one of the remakes I actually enjoyed. Yeah, I can I can totally agree with you on that one. That's one that, that I can watch over and over again. So it is nice when you have the remakes that are actually worked out pretty good. Um, you know, everybody sees Ryan Reynolds as this funny, this funny um, uh, comedian character, and and he's really not. He's he's a he's an actor that can do a, a lot of different roles. Um, you know, everybody sees him as Deadpool now because that's 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 what that's a lot of the character that he plays all the time now, so people see him as that, but but he's not. He has a wide variety of genres that he can play and that's what makes him that's what makes him an, an awesome actor because it's not just the funny stuff, you know, you see him in the proposal, you know, that's funny with Sandra Bullock and things like that, but, but for him to come in and do this serious Gary, I love the beard. The beard works for him. Um, you know the scruffy look and and playing his crazy character when he when he flips out and you know he tries to murder his family and just the real story behind it. That's one of the things that I enjoy is the true stories uh, you know of the hauntings and things like that that go along with it. So it grabs you and takes hold of you. So when there's a remake, you want it to be good because you know of the backstory and you. You know of the hauntings and things like that. So that movie had to be one that is good. Just like Poltergeist. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but the remake sucked. Um, I watched the remake. I thought it was horrible. It could never, you know, compare to the original, you know, Poltergeist with Heather O'Rourke and, you know, Craig T. Nelson. And the thing I liked about Poltergeist, it was the original. It was so scary and freaky. It messed with your mind. And there was a lot of true stories about that film as well, of a lot of stuff going around. Remember all the dead bodies when she slid into the swimming pool, all the dead uh, skeletons? Those were actually real skeletons that were in that pool. Yeah, and if you watch um, the TV series that they have called Cursed Films, that's one of the stories that they have, that they, one of the episodes that they talk about, um, you know, back in nineteen eighty back to 1982 when they had this out you had this little girl heather o'rourke uh that played carol ann and uh she just had this haunting look about her herself and you know it was based around this little girl um that you know they tried taking and all this kind of stuff and they're going around this little girl looking at the tv and just just from the look of her the, the blonde hair the, the, even just wearing the zip-up jammies, they framed it really well. To, to even though she's not supposed to look kind of creepy and scary, but at the same time, come on, this little girl is a little bit freaky herself. So I can see why these ghosts wanted to come and take her, too. She had this, this aura around her, and it's just a very, very sad story, you know, being misdiagnosed with intestinal problems, so she ended up going into septic shock, and she passed away, and for them to still finish the film itself, and knowing in Cursed Films in that episode, that they showed parts of the movie where it really wasn't her, because she had already passed away, and they had, they wanted to finish the film, um, 
you know, um, Heather's mother wanted her to, wanted them to finish it. So at towards the end, when their mother or their father was holding her, all you can see was the back of her head. Those, those parts towards the end where you can't see her face at all, they're not even her. So seeing the story behind this movie, you know, um, and you know, you got Dominique where, um, she plays the older, the oldest sister. She was strangled to death by her ex-boyfriend. She was like 22 years old, maybe. And, and those stories behind it, they put that movie in the cursed film, um, series because so many things crazy happened with that movie. I mean, you have, you have, um, Joe Beth Williams that played the mother, she ended up having PTSD after it. And, and everybody just had nightmares because ever, back then, you know, to this day you had all this crazy stuff, you know, the CG and, and all the makeup and things that can make things look even more real than they ever were back in 1982. But come on, you can't, you can't recreate. I think back in 1982, the way that they did things really drawed you in a lot more and scared the shit out of you when you were talking about when they were when they were in the water and their mother was in there and all those dead bodies come up out and they looked real and those screams that she was giving she said in the episode that they were real she was scared so how can you redo that <laughs> exactly and then they did a, another maybe to redo which I really hate don't get me wrong I like Jackie Earl Haley a lot in other films but when he played Freddy Krueger in the reboot of A Nightmare yep. on Elm Street with uh, Katie Cassidy in it, um, taking over, yep. you know, the original Nancy Heather Logan Camp's role, um, that movie was just so horrible. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. But explain more how they made him more of like a child pedophile, you know, which he kind of was. But yeah. it was horrible. And even Robert England hated it. Um, I like that little yep. picture you posted online where he was holding that sign that said "2010 yep. Elm Street sucked." Yes, and, and it absolutely did. I thought the way that they portrayed um, Freddie, he looked terrible. I mean, his voice I thought was terrible, and it's one of those movies that we all grew up on, and we were all scared shitless. Yep. After we watched it, there's no doubt in my mind that not one person was not scared or freaked out or had a bad dream with Freddy Krueger in it. Because you're going to bed after watching that, not wanting to go to sleep, <laughs> because that's the basis of the movie. Do not go to sleep, or I will find you in your dreams, and I will kill you, and you will really die. I mean, <laughs> you got to do that Right. Yeah, the original Elm Street was great, um, especially with Johnny Depp in it, a young Johnny Depp. Um, I was watching an interview when he was doing that film. After it was filmed, he used to go to different like movie theaters and sit behind the audience to see how the audience would react to the movie that he was in. And that part when he was laying in the waterbed and all of a sudden he gets grabbed by Freddy and all that blood was sp sp spewing everywhere. That was just priceless. Yeah, and then I heard that they were talking about he wanted to come back and play a cameo in, in, in the newer one coming out. And I'm like, well, how can you do that? You're dead. Something he, yeah, unless, yeah, unless <laughs> it's that. But, I mean, but he's older. So how are they going to do that? Are they going to do a flashback? You know, and it's just it's just a difficult one that you're like, well, how's that going to happen? 
Yeah, and when I met Robert England, you know, um, you know, I talked to him, and he, you know, even said the same thing. He really, really didn't like it, and um, you know, um, I, I got a picture with him, and he had he wore the original glove he wore in the original film, and when I got that picture with him, that blade was real close to my chin, and he accidentally. Uh, actually sliced me a little bit on the chin where blood was coming out. I was like, Robert was like, oh, he was like in, you know, his character, but I was just tripping. I was like, I got cut by Freddie. I know. I would, I would have hoped that I had a scar after that one, honestly. I, I, it wasn't a big scar, but yeah. And then afterwards he's like, are you all right, man? I was like, yeah, he got that blade broke. It was sharp too, you know? It was neat, you know, it was the original glove he wore in the first film, and I felt like I was one of the victims in the original film when he used that glove on me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that would have been something, that would have been something really awesome to to, uh, remember and buy, because we we talk about going to cons, and they're doing the virtual ones now and everything, and, um, you know, you don't want to buy a signed, you know, autograph or picture from actors that you don't get to go and meet you don't get to talk to them like i said talking to uh thomas howell about the remakes and things like that you don't get those interactions and you make their day i mean i seen how happy he was and he was smiling and it and it was nice a big actor like himself that actually cared about you know what what somebody had to say about about his film and it made his day um you know to hear that that even at my age, you know, at 40, and then my son at 17, you know, sharing his movie with him, and he absolutely loved it, that still to this day, you know, younger kids in our generation still see that stuff, uh, 1984 film, you know, that they that they love better than the 2012. So it, it's, it's that kind of thing that really, really, um, really makes whether or not, you know, you like something. There, there's so many movies that that we can talk about, like like the Halloween. I mean, can you really? Okay, they do their own thing uh, for the remakes on there. They they still have different kind of storylines to them too. So, could you really say that those are remakes? Yeah, that's true too. And I'll tell you another one too. Um, remember The Shining with Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson? You know. Um, that movie was good and freaky when I was a little kid watching it. But um, they did another one. It was a miniseries where they had um, Steven Weber from Wings who played the Jack Nicholson role. But that miniseries was so good. The reason why it was so good was it was more based off the book than the Stanley Kubrick one. The Stanley Kubrick one was, you know, crazy fun. You know, mess with your mind, you know... Real cycle, you know, I enjoyed it. But um, the Stephen Weber version was actually pretty good because I read the book and it was more on the book than the Kubrick's version of The Shining. So. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good. I mean, I have myself, I I have a big thing about remakes. And, you know, the same thing I that I have, I have problems with. You know, when they do all the Marvel movies and the DC movies and everything, I, I'm so into those characters that I want them to be right. So when I go into the theater and I see a remake, 
and I usually have myself ready for a disappointment in some aspects because because I mean the movies that I go to see that are remakes I have this really this really this high mentality of wanting them to be so good and I expect them to be so good so when they're not I'm like man I just wasted money <laughs> I, I feel you I've been there done that now they're doing a reboot of Wesley Snipes Blade I mean Wesley Snipes Blade's movies were badass bloody paranormal I mean a typical horror action movie now they're doing a remake of it and it's not even a, they're not going to even rate it R at all. It's gonna it's gonna be a mild rating, and I'm like, you can't make a mild rating to Blade. It should be R rated, just like like how Deadpool was. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, he was in he was in Blade too, also. So um, you know, those were those were the movies, and I have a lot of the comics for that movie, also. So. I, you know, I loved his character. I loved Wesley Snipes as Blade. Um, I, I thought he really brought something to the character also that we're so used to knowing. And now I'm interested, really interested in seeing how this one goes. Um, you know, uh, the, I, I can't remember the new guy's name that they're looking at um, uh, for the for the remake, but... To me, I'm like, ooh, Blade has to be a little bit more built. He wasn't a huge guy, um, but he was he was a bigger guy. And, and I think to be a badass like Blade is, um, you need another another um, actor that's about, you know, the same size, still portraying the role that he does. And to me, I don't see him carrying all the weapons and, and having all that gear on that Blade, that uh, Wesley Snipes did. In, in the original, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this goes. Yeah, the guy who's playing the new Blade, I can't pronounce his name, it's Mahir Shalah Ali. Um, he's he's a well-known actor from like House of Cards, if you've ever seen that show. Um, he, yeah. he did, um, he did that, and you know, and he became, you know, Blade. We'll see what happens to see if he can pull it off. I'm like you, I read the Blade comics too, and I also read, you know, the Night Stalkers, with Morbius and Hannibal yeah. King, and I got the very first appearance of Blade in Tomb of Dracula, and um, you know I'm like you, I've I've been reading Blade for a long time, and then when they did all the Wesley Snipes films, those were pretty good. And then when you mentioned Ryan Reynolds, he wasn't actually in Part Two. You meant uh, Part Three. He was in Part Three. <laughs> yeah, he was in Blade also. There we go. Yeah, also. but um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go see it, but I'm not too thrilled. It's not going to be like rated R. I think it. I think they said it was going to be like PG thirteen, which is okay. But you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, you've seen you know the original Pet Cemetery, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you th- what did you think of the remake? I really enjoyed it. Um, it was the same premise. But instead of the little boy dying, they made the sister die instead of the little boy. And, you know, and um, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it the modern version of it was actually pretty good. I mean, I liked both versions, you know, like we're in the original version. We had Fred Gwynn, Herman Monster. He was the old man. And then the new one, John Lithgow was the old man. And, you know, I I loved both versions, you know, And, and when I went to go see the remake... 
I wasn't nitpicking at all. I'm always like you, always going with an open mind to see if I like it. And actually, it's just as good as the original. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. I will say I was on the fence with it because <laughs> also how they turned it. I like that they give it their own little spin, and they had the sister die instead of instead of the brother. That was a good one. You know, I like John Lithgow, and I think he did an awesome job um, playing the part that he played. They picked somebody good for that because when also when they do remakes and you have these characters like we were talking about with Blade, you have to have a little bit of similarity to, to make the remake still kind of um, go with go with the original because you still want to try to keep that story going with it. You don't want to change it up too much. And that's like when when you talk about the remake for Carrie. Carrie's another one. Oh, I hated the remake. I hated the remake. See, yeah, see, you hated it. I didn't think it was too bad for our time. It was one of those movies that, you know, you know, um, you really can't, it's hard to replace Sissy Spacek. I mean, she was phenomenal. The look that she had to begin with just played so well um, with with her Carrie role, um, you know, having telekinesis powers and things like that. And, and she went from being this secluded, little girl that didn't know much about life because her crazy ass mother yep. was just, just a fucking nut job altogether <laughs> that never really knew about life and then uh, finding out about these powers and and she just used them they everybody just flipped the script she just flipped the script on everybody and that story was amazing to begin with. What other movie or story do you know of that has come about back then in that time that you know it, it was something like that telekinesis this, this chick is crazy she just burnt down the whole entire gym at prom and you know it was it was a story about bullying you know this little this girl that was a little girl to begin with and then all of a sudden she turns into a woman and uh, the you know the switch just went off and she just went crazy she wasn't having it no more because she had this she had this ability that caused her not to be scared anymore and just sick of everybody's shit. And <laughs> yep. the new one, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I'm not saying it was my favorite, but I'm also not saying that, you know, I did, I liked it. It was it was pretty good. Not too bad. I liked it too because it had a great cat um cast. Don't forget you had John Travolta and William Cat in it as well. Which, yep. you know, they played pretty good. But like I said, I hated the remake of that. And now um, they want to do a remake of Firestarter. Like when Drew Barrymore did the original. I thought the original Firestarter was, you know, an alright film. But I'm still iffy on a remake of Firestarter. It may be better than the original. You just don't know because it's more of a modern day. But I'm... I'm real iffy on that about the uh, Firestarter uh, reboot. I would be interested in, in seeing how, how this plays out. Now, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, seeing what direction they take and they, they turn this into. I mean, Drew Barrymore was an amazing little girl in this, in this movie, and she played it so well also. Um, so, I mean... When a film's done so well, I mean, you really, you got to really put your heart into it to do these remakes. 
Now, I'm, I mean, it's not only the remakes that we talk about as a, a lot of, you know, science fiction and horror and everything, but we also have all these Disney remakes, I mean, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, they're redoing all of them. Pete's Dragon, I absolutely love Pete's Dragon. That was a, you know, a cartoon that I grew up with. Um, I love I love the aspect of both of it being together, you know, the cartoon and then, you know, yep. your, your regular people, how they mesh that well together last for the original. But um, the new one in 2016, I mean, I thought it was amazing. I love the storyline. I love, you know, how at the beginning, the his parents, you know, um, you know, they died and and uh, he was left in these woods and. And here comes Pete's dragon and saved them. And, and then this family found them, you know, and it was a really cool story behind it. Um, and, and it, and it still made me nostalgic. You know, I made my kids watch that one. I was like, Oh, this is one of my favorite Disney movies when I was younger. Um, you know, so it, it was nice seeing it. I mean, Mulan, I haven't watched that yet, but that looks amazing. And then you've got so many other things that, that they're remaking, um, with like Aladdin and the Jungle Book and Lion King and and everything like that. It, it it you do when we're young and we're so used to these Disney cartoon movies and and we grew up on them and they're such a big part of our life. Also, um, to have them change them, it's it's kind of interesting to see how they put their little spin on it. I think so too, and I did enjoy the reboot of you know Pete's Dragon, and I loved how they had Carl Urban is the bad guy that wanted to go hunt Pete and you know take him you know yeah for the I mean Carl Urban played that role to the T. <laughs> I mean it was like really fun. Yeah, um, I do like the um, some of the Disney remakes. You know, like you said, you know Landon. Um, I saw the live remake version of Lion King. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I've seen Milan. That was really good. Um, now they're going to be doing a remake of uh, Disney's Hercules. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay. See, see how they're going to go with uh, Hercules. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be bad at all. They, yeah, definitely. If they, if they can do it right, it'll be interesting. I love how they they take it to from cartoon to you know the real aspects from people. Um, you know what movie I wouldn't mind seeing uh, redone? It's kind of weird, but Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, I, I... They could really do something awesome with that. I would love to see that. I think that would be great, because I like the original Harry Hendersons of John Lithgow. You know? Uh-huh. Or, you know, another one I wouldn't mind seeing? I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a uh, a remake of that movie with Martin Shore and um, Dennis Quaid in it. I would love to see a remake of Space. There you go. We were talk- we've talked about that before. That's one of that's one of my favorites from back in the day. I you know, I I love him. I love him so much. Uh, and and Dennis Quaid is so funny too. The story behind it was great. It was amazing that, you know, there's somebody inside my body. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and he's making him do all this crazy stuff, and Dennis Quaid's, you know, shrunk inside, you know, Martin Short, and he's in this little ship. He's like, "You need to do this. You need to do that," and and he's just uh-huh. like, like freaking out. Um, yeah, there's like, there, like I said, there's bad reboots and there's good reboots that should be, re, you know, rebooted as well. Um, they do a lot of that with the TV series too. It's like certain TV series you just need to leave alone, but. 
it seems like, you know, because of the COVID and everything, it seems like Hollywood is like the house of recycled ideas. They can't come up with any original. It's like, okay, let's reboot this. Let's reboot that. And, you know, and they're doing it for this, like, new young generation that thinks, you know, they may like it and saying, oh, yeah, this is a cool movie, not realizing there was, like, original, um, you know, um, especially Dario Argento's Suspiria. I love that movie. It was a baller, American ballerina going to a ballet school over in Europe run by witches, and it was, like, freaky, scary. It messed with your mind. And then when they did the remake with Dakota Johnson, I can't stand Dakota Johnson. She's a horrible actress. Um, it was all right. It wasn't as good as the original. I, I oh yeah, that the reboot of Suspiria, man. I, I, I just after I just got done watching, I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> I, no, I never saw that. So I'm, I'm, you're gonna have to send me that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to. Uh, watch that one because that sounds interesting that's right up my alley because i'm a big um witches warlock vampire kind of girl so you're no you're more like a you're more like a a a witchy hippie girl (laughs) yeah i I think that's a that's a compliment to me (laughs) (laughs) i know and then when you were talking about earlier about them um you know uh New Line Cinema is doing a remake of Wizard of Oz. Like I said, they didn't leave that alone. Um, they tried doing the sequel, Return to Oz. That was horrible, and no one really didn't like it. And and, and then they yep. did the Wiz of Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, a, a, you know, twist spin. You know, if you like, if you like the Wiz. But I'm sorry, they just need to leave the original Wizard of Oz alone. It's not going to be the same. No, no, it's not. I mean, and, and that, the true stories that they have behind behind that that movie, too, I mean, that was an episode on Cursed Films also that I thought was pretty cool. And, you know, I, I love the stories, um, you know, about the Ruby Slippers and things like that and, and those getting stolen and then, you know, about how they said that there was a man that was hung in the background that you can see, but they debunked that kind of thing, but still... Mm-hmm. There's there stories that scare the shit out of you that come from these amazing movies that I just love the the scary stories behind some of these things. I mean, there, but it isn't. It's not one that needs to be touched. It was perfect the way that it was. I mean, just don't 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 touch it. And that's when I said, like, I'm surprised that they really have not done. They haven't remaked Gone with the Wind yet. Because you don't see a lot of movies like that, like Glory and and uh, and North and South, and you know history. There are roots or roots. Yeah, or roots. Yeah, um, they don't touch those. Then you haven't seen you haven't seen anybody come out to try to redo some of those movies because they're big, huge, iconic movies that that they definitely know. I'm not going to touch that because there's no way of me redoing it. And and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to eat all that money that I'm going to put into this. I'm not going to make any money. I'm going to get bad <laughs> reviews for it. I'm not even going to try. And Wizard of Oz, I think, is just one that you just shouldn't. And I, I'm a big, huge Phantasm fan. I love the original Phantasm with the tall man. There was rumors for a while you know about them doing a reboot of that and you can't replace the late Angus Grimm as you know the tall man um you know I hope it doesn't happen 
Um, they've just been throwing this for a while. I hope it doesn't because I don't think it's going to be really, really good at all. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't think that it, that it would be. Um, and, and they are. They're trying to get their hands on a lot. I think lately with COVID, um, not a lot of people can get together. So they are in the back of their minds sitting at home by themselves like, okay, I need to make a movie. I, I need to be doing something. I got to make money still. Um, so let's just do a remake. This is going to be simple. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think that's a lot of what's going on right now, baby. So, I mean, but there there isn't. But, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of movies that I've really enjoyed that have been the remakes because I think it's because I'm so, so nostalgic and so used to seeing something that, you know, I just, you just can't, you can't compare it. I'm totally... I'm with you on that one. I'm the same way, but like uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, there's a few remakes I thought was actually well done. It was actually pretty good, you know, on certain films. But there's some that you just can't, you know, like like we we're talking about. You can't really, you know, remake that or or anything. And I hope, you know, um, it seems like they're going more after the grindhouse films and more of the '80s films. They're trying to do more um, remakes of. You know, it's like. I mean, there's some you can do which would be good, but there's some you just need need to leave alone, and and I hope and hope they never ever um, remake an Indiana Jones film or remake back or any of the Back to the Future films. I'd be like, uh, no, you need to leave those, leave those alone. I hope they never ever think about that. Yes, I I absolutely agree. I mean, because I mean, you can't even bring really bring back those characters from back the original back to the futures i mean if they even tried to redo them you you can't even bring back those characters uh to to have cameos and things obviously not um and it's just you can't because i mean even to this day my children love the back to the future movies i mean and it's always on tv no matter where you look um, that's always playing every day. You can find one of the best. <laughs> yes, you I, do. I mean, it's, and it's amazing because every time you watch one of them, you see something different. And in the film that you, that you didn't see before. And that's, what's great about those movies back in the day, opposed to now, they really took their time to put their little touches on it. There was a lot more going on in movies. They didn't have all these crazy special effects going on back in the day. They actually had to rely on actors really, really acting and not having help. I mean, that might be that might be bad to say. I'm, smack me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I mean, actors back in the day, uh, Michael J. Fox, and you know, he he really he was all in on it. You know, at all the movies that he ever did. I mean, they they showed a lot more. Around, everything surrounding them, there was a lot more um, people all around instead of just you know, oh look here, we're gonna we're gonna get the CGI in there and, and throw him in there and uh, you know do all this green screen crap and things like that. It's cool, yeah, it's awesome that they do it, but I also like seeing all the different elements of everything that's around them. You know what I mean? So it. It, they just were more into their acting and relying on people than than what they do now as using, like I said, the green screen and things like that and inserting their own things with their computers and, and all that kind of stuff. It was real hardcore 
we're working our ass off to make a good movie, and, and it's us. It's the actors, and it's the directors. It's, it's not the computers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's and also don't you also don't forget too, you know, way back then before I didn't have green screens, I love how they used their imagination when they built like sets where the actors really had to really act into it in certain like scenes on certain sets too, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. I mean, and like um we could say like talk about the Twilight Zone. I mean, you know, that was not remade, but I mean, you know, with the with the episode where um, the helicopter crashed on top of the, the two young kids, and 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 um, I forget what his I forget what his name was, but they they all three died, and they actually still kept that in the film. That was on Cursed Films also. So if you haven't seen that series, you have Shutter, and it's on Shutter, and it is amazing, amazing series. It really shows you. Um, everything the actors went through, the directors went through, you know, and, you know, they were sued because of that. And, um, and they still kept it in the film though. So you actually are watching three people being killed in real life because this crazy accident that should have never happened because, you know, safety protocols weren't up to par as they are now. And they were really, they were really in it. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy that these actors and actresses are really putting their lives on the line back, back in the day because that's what they needed to do. They didn't have so much of stunt doubles and, and you know, we're gonna, we're gonna put you in, you know, through a green screen. So uh, you, you're really not, you know, uh, being chased by this tornado or whatever, you know. It's, it's not like that back in the day. Like yeah. it is now. It's, it was more real. I'm like you. I like watching movies, you know, like that has a real story that actually legit. And I totally agree with you. I've watched Cursed film, Films as well. And um, I liked one episode where they did it on The Exorcist. They had a lot of problems with that movie, too. Yeah, Linda Blair. Yeah, she. Yeah, she broke her ribs doing some of her scenes. Yeah, um, but there was also a lot of, uh, you know, um, like demonic stuff. You know, really affecting the actresses on the sets, their mood swings, everything. Um, going often on the set, there was always you know crazy stuff going on. Like for example, like the movie, the original movie, The Omen, that was on Curse Films. Remember um, the scene they were talking about where they were at that zoo and they had those wild bamboo monkeys? Mm-hmm. Uh, those monkeys really, really went off on the actors and stuff. They just started going crazy, just trying to like attack and you know kill the actors on the set. Yeah, I, you know what? And I remember that too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I sat down and I binge watched that <laughs> that series there because that was so good. It was so interesting. Uh, to see, you know, to see behind the scenes, instead of just seeing the movie, they actually told the stories of the makings of all these movies and everything that those, everything that they, that they put their bodies through and not physically only, but mentally. And some of the stuff they just did not get over. So to play this part, 
and knowing that it's just a movie, but there these um, these um, actors and actresses are you know putting their mental stability on the line also to bring us these good films. So respect <laughs> yeah. to all of them, for sure. So everybody that's listening to this episode, definitely check out Cursed Films on a shutter it's 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 really good and um yeah. and my greatest co-host of all nicole i love doing these with you and i'm glad we're finally doing it after all the craziness we had <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely we've both been so busy but we still find time for friends Correct. Yes, we do. And I promise there will be more episodes. It's been a while. But like I said, we had people we knew that had COVID. We were near and we couldn't, you know, really do anything. And we had that crazy snowstorm, you know, that was horrible, which prevented me from going coming to the studio to hang out with Nicole to do our episodes. And then, you know, it's just great. And then we're going to be doing another one next week. It's great to get everything yep everything back together again and it's just so it's just so fun talking what we like and and that's why we like this podcast because we talk about horror and everything in pop culture which is pretty cool but yeah um nicole it's always a pleasure having you on thank i mean thanks for coming on tonight absolutely um everybody uh thank you for listening to horror pop after midnight and so, Nicole, do you have a famous saying that we can say at the end of each episode like you did? You always come up with these like cool movie quotes. Do you have one tonight? Well, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put two of them in together. So okay. If you think that while you're sleeping and you're dreaming and they say never sleep again, maybe you should just click your heels three times and see if that'll work. You let me know how that goes. <laughs> I love it. That's priceless. <laughs> Sounds like a good new movie. I know. I was waiting for you before we were getting on the air. I was like, I hope she has a cool quote because you're known for our quotes after each episode. <laughs> and I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, you, know, I'm, you know me. I got to put my dorky spin to it. Oh, of course. And everybody, uh, thank you for listening to Horror Pop After Midnight. You can uh, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at 13 After. Um, you can follow us on all the podcast platforms out there. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. Everybody have a